Allie Bonner and welcome to Queencast, the show where we interview badass queens about body image, business, and beyond. Hello, friends. Hello. Welcome back. Queencast, we are here. Today, we're going to talk all about skincare, Accutane, zits, you name it. We're talking about it. So I have gotten, and this is like the most influencer thing I will ever say. Let me just preface with that. Um, a lot of you have been asking about my skincare routine. Well, really you have. So I'm answering. So let's just hop to, shall we? Squishy, can you not? Jesus, Louise. Squishy is literally a breathing potato until I pull out my podcast mic and suddenly he's like, <laughs> he's like, uh, what's the guy? Tiger King. He's the fucking Tiger King. He wants to be in the camera. He wants to be around the microphone. He wants to be ever there. He wants to be here, there, and everywhere. And I don't know. I guess he's a little bit of a, a fame whore, I would say. But after all, he is my son. So, all right, let's get to the topic that you guys all came here for, which is skincare. Um, so let's back up. Have I always had good skin is a question that a lot of you ask. And of course not. I'm not a sociopath. Um, I don't trust people who have always had good skin. I think it, you know, you got to have to have some struggle in your life to build character, you know? So, um, no, I really struggled with my skin for many years and I wouldn't say it ever got to the point that was, you know, like deep scarring or anything that, um, I wasn't able to come back from, but it was definitely bad. And I remember, especially in college, it was, terrible. Like I always had to wear makeup. I remember the worst part about it and anyone who's, you know, single or dating, I know that you feel me on this. Like I would hate to sleep over at a guy's house because I knew I would have to pack a makeup bag with me because I was so terrified of what he would think of me or, you know, that he would see my skin without makeup on it because my skin was just that bad. It was like red and irritated, um, all the time, no matter what I did. And I tried everything. Like I was a product junkie. Like I was any new product out there, any peels, any, you know, different lines. Like I spent so much money on products, you guys, and nothing helped. So at this point I was definitely viewing skincare from sort of a, outside in lens. Um, like I was only thinking that, you know, it was the stuff I was putting on my skin that was really making a difference. Um, which, you know, definitely plays a part, but I think is a very one-sided view of things. Um, and again, I'm not a dermatologist, I'm not a professional, but just with my years of trial and error on myself, I feel like I have some sort of, I deserve some sort of certificate. You know what I mean? <laughs> like when you've just done so many things, you're kind of like, yes, it's N of one, but I've been around the block when it comes to skincare. I'll just tell you that. So, but I was definitely in this place where I was thinking it was what I was putting on my skin. I wasn't really thinking twice about the six nights a week of binge drinking I was doing. <laughs> that wasn't on my mind. There was no correlation there at that time in my mind. Um, I wasn't thinking about the, you know, binge restrict cycle that I was in with food and, you know, just like pounds of sugar that I would eat when I was, um, you know, came home drunk and then would eat close to nothing the next day to make up for it. Um, the stress of being in college and, you know, just be meeting new friends and being in a new environment, like those things were never on my mind. The lack of sleep, um, the dehydration again from, 
from drinking alcohol and not properly, you know, just staying hydrated. So I think a lot of those things definitely played a role in, um, in my skin. But again, at the time I was like, it's just, I'm not using the right cleanser. I'm not, I need a better toner. Right. And yeah, those things are important, but I think kind of what I want to really drive home is that you can have the best skincare products in the world and what really is going to make the biggest difference is lifestyle. Again, I'm not a dermatologist and I know a lot of derms will probably advocate more for the product centric focus, but for me personally with my experience, like that's what would make that's what made the biggest difference was the lifestyle principles. Um and these are things that you're probably not going to want to hear from me. You know, it's like the more sugar you eat, the shittier your skin will likely be. And again, don't want to put out a blanket statement for everyone, but for me personally, like I directly see a correlation when I'm eating like shit, my skin looks like shit. And that's coming from someone that, you know, I'm not really overly strict with my diet, just given my history, obviously, of disordered eating. And so I pretty much give myself free reign to eat whatever the hell I want, but I know the consequences. And for me, dairy, huge one. Um, The second I, you know, I love salt and straw. Anyone who's heard of salt and straw, it's the best ice cream in the whole goddamn universe. I go to salt and straw, I know in... 24, 48 hours, I'm going to have a pimple. It's like clockwork. And I've actually run an experiment (laughs) on this. Like my skin was fucking glowing. I went to salt and straw and then the next day I got, you know, two or three pimples. It's fine though, because sometimes it's delicious. It's worth it. Um, it's not one of those things where I'm, you know, dairy does this to my skin. And then I'm like, Oh, guess I can't have ice cream ever again. Some people are like that. Um, but for me on like the priority spectrum, ice cream comes before like a perfectly smooth forehead. So that's just me. Okay. So I want to back up cause I'm feeling myself tangent because that's just the way my brain works. And when I start talking about ice cream, I get really excited and you know, lose track of time. So where was I? I was talking about my skin journey and where this all started. So let's go back to the beginning. I didn't, wasn't blessed with perfect skin. We established this and I was blaming it on the products I was using. We also established this, but it was really the lifestyle factors. Um, and so I kind of want to go into my journey, but also things that I learned along the way since then that have really helped me, um, you know, get my skin to a really balanced natural place. And that's a mix of pharmaceuticals as well as lifestyle principles. So I would kind of consider myself like, a girl that's drinking a green juice on her way to get Botox is my vibe. And if you're new here, that's me. Um, If you're not new here and you just didn't know that about me, that's also me. Um, I like to marry both of them and I think there's room for both of them to play in the same space in harmony. Um, So around the end of college, kind of into graduation, first few years of, you know, being a real adult, adulting, I realized, you know, my skin wasn't getting better and now I'm out of college. Like what gives? I'm a real adult now. I'm supposed to have, you know, clear ass skin and my skin was actually getting worse. I think probably from, you know, stress of living in San Francisco and having a real job and all of that. So I remember going to my dermatologist and when I was in college, I never saw a dermatologist. I really just sort of used, you know, different products at Sephora and sort of played around on my own. Um, You know, did some research from Reddit, like sort of just trial and error um, experimentation. And so I was like, you know, I'm going to call in the big guns and see what the pros have to say about this and go to my derm. And I asked her, you know, pretty point blank, do you think I'm a good candidate for Accutane? Because I had talked to a few coworkers who um, either there was one that was currently on Accutane and then a few who had done it, you know, earlier on in their lives in college and high school and absolutely 
raved about it. Like could not say enough good things. You know, of course they were like, it's a really intense drug, but it's worth it. So I asked my derm and my skin, I will say at that time was, you know, in hindsight, looking back, it wasn't horrific. Like I know we're all our worst um, critic, but I felt like it was really terrible. And she was like, you know, you're kind of on the fence of someone who I would say is a good candidate and someone who really, you know, is not bad enough. And I was like, doc, like, (laughs) I don't think I called her doc, but in my mind, doc, you know, please, like, I, I just don't want this to be an issue anymore. Like I was so sick of dealing with the random breakouts um, consistently at that period of my t- of my life, and I was like, I'm just ready to be able. My biggest goal was to be able to just not wear makeup, like go to the gym, fresh faced, um, you know, get out of the shower, go to work, not have to put on like layers of foundation, which is what I spent, you know, pretty much every morning since high school doing. And so she's like, All right, let's do this thing, you know, fist bump. Um, so we did it, and she told me about all of the side effects. And I want to tell you guys, Accutane is a hell of a drug. Like it's wild. Number one, if you are a female or someone who can get pregnant, then you have to take a pregnancy test every single month. And you also have to take a quiz online that essentially is guaranteeing that you're using two different forms of birth control. So at the time I was already on birth control and I had to pledge, I think the the program was called I pledge. I had to pledge that I was also using condoms or, you know, abstinence or something else that would basically, um, confirm that I could not, like there was no chance in hell I could get pregnant. And the reason for this is because Accutane creates some fucking alien ass babies. Like it's a really high dose of vitamin A and when it's, you know, in your body systemically, it just creates horrific birth defects. Um, and so, you know, TLDR, it's probably not great for you. <laughs> and you can look into the side effects. There was a lot, I did a lot of research before. There was a lot of um, sort of tales of depression, um, Crohn's, you know, lots of digestive IBS issues coming from people who have taken Accutane. Um, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to take this risk. Um I myself had never had, you know, any sort of depression um, previously, so I didn't really consider myself someone who was at risk, Um, but that was something I was definitely looking out for as I was taking this drug and any sort of changes in mood, if I noticed anything drastic, I was going to stop it immediately. And something else I had to do the first maybe three to four months of taking it was I had to get blood work done every single month to make sure that my liver um, was functioning optimally. So again, it's a really intense drug. Um, if you haven't noticed already, a lot could go wrong. So I just want to preface with that. Um, but that said, it was hands down the biggest game changer for my skin, like high risk, high reward situation. So, um, the side effects were hell. I will say that. Um, I would say the first month I didn't notice anything except maybe a constant headache. Um, and then around months two, to four, maybe two to five. I took it for six months total. Um, yeah, two to five. It was terrible. Like my lips, it, everything was so dry. I felt like I just wanted to, to dunk myself in a pool of aquaphor and Vaseline and never come out. Like my lips were so dry. I had to have Vaseline on them at all times. And I basically wanted to just cover my entire face with Vaseline because it felt like I was a, a snake that was like shedding its skin, if that makes sense. Sorry for the visual. Some things, you know, you just can't unsee. Um, 
And then another terrible thing was I felt like it just sucked up all of the moisture out of everything. And so I had really bad joint pain. Like I remember if I was, if I was just sitting for, you know, an extended period of time and then I stood up really quickly, it felt like the vertebrae in my spine had no lubrication to, to move. And so I really felt like an old woman and I had to like change positions really, you know, slowly and um, methodically. Um, I remember being in Shavasana at a yoga class one time, just like laying on my back. And then I, I couldn't get up. Like my back was so, so tender and sore. And yeah, so that was a really bad side effect. Um, but around month five, it really started to normalize. And I definitely saw changes in my skin around month three. So I will say the first three months, um, your skin gets worse before it gets better. So I still had breakouts and it was red and really irritable and really dry. And then there was like this, I swear it was like a span of 48 hours (laughs) where I woke up the next morning and I was like, holy shit, like my skin is fucking flawless like not a single pore to be found um and it was just you know I could literally rub Vaseline on it and I wouldn't break out like it was just this beautiful baby skin that just I've never seen it like that before in my entire life um so after that I was like I want to stay on this drug forever (laughs) um and another important thing that I think definitely has to be mentioned is drinking alcohol so at this time I had you know just pretty recently graduated college, was still very much in my, you know, partying phase, if you will. I was, you know, working full time, but definitely going out to happy hours and um, every weekend going out to parties and stuff like that. And so I actually made a personal decision um, not to drink the entire time I was on Accutane. And from that moment going forward, I think it really helped me just redefine what my relationship with alcohol even was. And I think for so many years, you know, in college for sure, but then even after college, I drank just because everyone else was doing it. And, you know, again, I wanted to fit in with my new coworkers and it wasn't something that I necessarily enjoyed doing, but I felt like it was just part of being an adult. And being on Accutane was this really beautiful excuse for me to be able to tell people like, oh, sorry, you know, I'm taking this intense drug. Um, it was almost like when you're pregnant, you're like, oh, sorry, I can't drink. And then people just don't ask questions after that. And it was really nice for me to be able to say that without having to explain myself of, you know, why I didn't want to drink. And again, I was on it for six months. So, you know, not drinking for those six months, I was like, holy shit, like, I feel amazing. (laughs) Like, wow, I'm waking up not hungover. This is a miracle. So that was actually a little silver lining for me, you know, not drinking. I know everyone's relationship with alcohol is different, but um, yeah, I just took it as a personal decision because it is such an intense drug, very taxing on the liver. So I didn't want to add sort of, you know, more of a toxic load um, to my body. All right. And then the last thing I will say about Accutane is its relationship with gut health. So, you know, I can't, I don't want to draw this direct correlation because I have no evidence, but I mean, who knows? Like, okay, here, let me just get to the point. So I think there may have been a correlation between me taking Accutane and my eventual diagnosis of Hashimoto's, which for those of you who are new or don't know is an autoimmune condition um, where your body attacks um, itself. It attacks the thyroid gland in my case. And I've done some research since on, you know, can Accutane lead to autoimmune conditions? Um, And there are some correlations. I think, you know, with any sort of really strong drug like this, 
you're probably going to throw your body off balance in some way and especially your gut, right? And so I think something that I wish I would have um, known when I had taken it. So, you know, if you're listening and you're thinking of taking it is start working with a naturopathic doctor or a functional medicine doctor now and really start building up your um your gut health and just your overall well-being and balance in your body maybe it's your hormones or you know whatever it is and then sort of throw this um gasoline into the fire because you know I went into it probably you know binge drinking eating like shit treating my body like crap and then taking this intense drug and I'm sure you know it really threw things off so that would be my one sort of if I were to do it over again that's what I would do And again, who knows, right? Like we can never know for sure if the Accutane is what caused my Hashimoto's, but you know, I'm sure it didn't help if I was eventually going to get it anyways, or if I had it sort of lurking under the surface, Um, it may have just kind of been that straw that broke the camel's back and is what really brought it to um, rear its ugly head, I guess. (laughs) Okay, so that's more the pharmaceutical side of things. Um, So I was on Accutane for six months And, you know, some people have to do multiple rounds if they don't see a huge impact in their skin or a difference. For me, I mean, I was good. Like, you know, once I stopped taking it, I was really nervous that everything was going to reverse itself and go back to how it was before. But my skin stayed really, really clear. And, you know, even to this day, I really only have a breakout or two here and there. Like it's usually the week before my period, um, right around my chin area. So sort of like a hormonal pimple here and there, but it's so much less than, um, than it was before. So that was sort of the pharmaceutical side of things. And then going into more lifestyle. So, um, I mentioned dairy before and dairy is definitely something that is a trigger for a lot of people. I just don't want to throw out blanket statements because everyone is so different and, you know, Eric, for example, the man's can eat dairy. He can, you know, beer bong some dairy. Um, He can inject, I mean, I don't know. He can shoot up some dairy and his skin will stay crystal clear. So everyone is super different. But for me personally, it is like, I mean, I told you my salt and straw story earlier. Um, It's something that I don't completely avoid, but if I really want my skin to be extra clear, then I will. Um, Sugar again, another thing, like the more sugar that I eat, the more I tend to break out, which is unfortunate. And I know no one wants to hear that, myself included. <laughs> and then other things outside of nutrition, um, you know, number one is just, you gotta stay hydrated. Like I bought myself a Hydro Flask with one of those straw, you know, um, little nipple things. And <laughs> it makes me drink so much more water. Like when I have a water bottle with a straw, I don't know if I'm just a lazy piece of shit, but like that act of not having to lift your hand, you know, and actually take a swig like you just literally suck from the little teat of the straw it just makes a huge difference i drink probably you know three times more water so that's a huge thing um and then you know outside of food and water i would say just sort of lifestyle practices and principles sleep is a huge one um i know that it's like beating a dead horse we've all heard that um and then i see an esthetician who i actually see her monthly i know that's super extra and i'm not saying that is a necessity at all. Um, I personally just don't spend a ton of money on eating out right now because of COVID. Um, I don't go shopping a lot for like new clothes. So I tend to spend my money more on skincare. 
Um, and so I see her monthly and she does either a microdermabrasion, um, or she does like an oxygen facial. She does something called a fire and ice, which is by a brand called is clinical. Um, and it's just sort of like a really deep exfoliating, um, fire part of the facial. It sounds really violent, but it's actually really lovely. And then this sort of cooling, um, moisturizing ice part. So you can actually just look up fire and ice facials and see kind of who, around you offers those, um, once things open back up again. But, um, I think going to an esthetician slash professional, maybe as a dermatologist has been game changing again, like, you know, where you spend money, it just, it pays off in the long run. And I know that it's, you know, not accessible or feasible for everyone, especially right now with, you know, a lot of people losing their jobs, but you know, when you're buying shitty products, like I was just buying, you know, random ass shit at Sephora and I wasn't seeing a huge difference in my skin because a lot of it is marketing and the skincare and beauty industry is so based on marketing. And so when I actually, you know, stopped wasting my money, I was really spending more money at Sephora and I just ended up booking an appointment with, you know, an esthetician once a month. I saw my skin drastically improve because, you know, these estheticians like they have, you know, they can buy professional products and these things can penetrate deeper than any sort of surface level product that you buy at Sephora can. So I think it's actually a better investment, but again, not a necessity. So don't feel like if you can't afford it right now, it's the end of the world. Um, on that note, something else that really, really helped me was investing my money in more expensive professional grade skincare lines. So I'm a huge fan of is clinical again. Um, it's just I S and then the word clinical, and you can find them on, I think derm store sells them. Um, or you have to really buy them through some sort of licensed esthetician. I buy mine, um, from my gal Laylee who shout out Laylee. She's amazing. Um, and I have their whole line. It is super, super expensive, but I've really cut down sort of what I use. And I really only use a cleanser. I use a serum and then I use a moisturizer or sunscreen. Like it's not this 10 step process that a lot of these beauty brands will convince you that you need. Um, you don't need like 15 steps. I promise you, um, a solid cleanser, maybe a toner and then some sort of serum or, um, retinol or retin-a cream is key. And then a moisturizer or sunscreen. So really you know, strip it down to basics. So some brands that I know are amazing are is clinical. Um, image is really great. Um, skin is good. Um, skin medica I've heard good things about, and I'm not sponsored by any of these. I, you know, spend a lot of money with is clinical. I wish they would sponsor me, but <laughs> if you're listening, you know, hit me up. Okay. And then going to touch really briefly, cause I did mention retin-a retinol. What is that? So it is essentially a topical cream or gel. Um, and the generic name is tretinoin and, um, you usually have to get it prescription. I get mine from my dermatologist. Um, and basically you can just Google it, you know, retin-a, retinol, tretinoin. Um, and what you do is you use it after you wash your face before you moisturize and it increases cell turnover. So it's sort of like Accutane in gel 
or cream like in topical form um obviously not as intense but it is really intense so like you know i only use it a couple times a week you kind of have to build up to it as well especially if you have sensitive skin so ask your doctor um you know your dermatologist or whoever you see about that because that is a game changer for fine lines and wrinkles um it's really good for acne you know acne prone skin um but it does make your skin extra sensitive so to the sun especially so make sure you have a sunscreen with that um and i've been using that for a few years and have just seen a drastic sort of um improvement in my skin texture and just overall tone and kind of brightness okay and then lastly sorry i have a lot to say about skincare um lastly balancing your hormones so as you guys know i recently got my period back after three years of not having it and my skin how it looks now is the best it's ever looked i think it's because my hormones are balanced um you know i'm getting my period um regularly and i'm not lacking anything in my diet like before i wasn't eating enough carbs and um i just think my hormones were all over the place and so i noticed that my skin was sort of all over the place too so if you can you know again working with a functional medicine doctor or an nd or someone who can really help you sort of get your hormones to where they need to be um that's going to help your skin health tremendously and it just it all comes from within um i'm such a firm believer in that so hopefully this episode was helpful i know that was a lot you know feel free to go back and re-listen um and again i'm not a dermatologist i'm sorry but this was just my personal experience and hopefully that you know if you're thinking about Accutane or thinking about you know somehow improving your skin health and not sure where to start that this episode was at least a little bit of a a little quick start guide um so to speak so yeah send me dms on instagram at avoqueen you know shoot me an email aliatqueen.co and i am more than happy to talk more about this um and i hope you guys have an amazing week all right you guys talk to you soon bye